Hello everyone and welcome to this latest episode of Across the RSC podcast. Uh, this is coming out on a Friday due to a small technical error when I recorded and forgot to press record. So I sound like a crazy person just speaking to the microphone for the best part of 20 minutes. But hey ho, it's what we all do. Uh, so anyway, this episode uh, is the last one coming out on a midweek realistically. Uh, all of the next ones from, from now on until there's midweek games will probably come out on a, uh, a Sunday night slash Monday morning, depending on how quick it processes. So it'll be for your Monday morning commute, which is just what you want to hear. So uh, for this episode, we're going to do a quick uh, review of the Pleasanton's Cup game that happened last Friday night. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a review, if you will, on the, on the League of Ireland, on the Watch Hallowai. Uh, and we're going to do a bit of a preview for the upcoming games. Uh, and that should be us for today. It'll only be a quick episode. You know, there isn't really a lot to talk about realistically. Um, so we'll just jump straight into it, if you will. So yeah, uh, last Friday night, uh, the President's Cup final happened, which is realistically just, a, in effect, the glorified Community Shield or a Super Cup, uh, depending on your what way you want to view it, it is effectively just uh, a friendly with a bit more of a meaning than normal friendlies. Uh, you know, six changes can be made, stuff like that. There's no real pressure. It was an actually a genuinely quite a good game. Now I've watched, as many of you have probably watched, I've watched a lot of friendlies. I've watched um, a lot of like these preseason cup finals and stuff like that. They don't really have a, a great deal of meaning, but this one seemed to be a little bit different. This one, there definitely seemed a bit of an edge to it. The game itself was actually a really good game. Um, that ended obviously one one went to penalties, but the actual game itself I thought was pretty end to end. I thought both teams seemed like they were going for it, which was a bit a bit surprising. I think the the first goal was from something I'd started the Faroese international, who has just been called up into the Faroese national side, which means he could miss the next two potentially two League of Ireland games. Um, I thought he had a pretty mixed night to be fair but I think to start with he looked solid as a defender he looked solid at the back he the first couple of set pieces at Dundalk County didn't seem to be um, overly involved in them he, he was there he seemed a little bit almost unsure of his unsure of himself and then they get the corner against the runner play and he bullets a header straight into the ground and bounces up into the back of the net it's, it's a good header uh I would say it's mostly him that does the work. I'm not too sure what Rovers were trying to do because they seemed to have a man on the post but didn't have a man on the post, if that makes sense. He seemed to have moved as the ball came in, but I hope it's still it was a, it was a good header. He's six foot two. He looks solid. He was fairly controlled at the back. Um, he was definitely more of an old school <laughs> centre half than a, than a modern ball playing one. He definitely he just kept getting that ball out. Out of the way, out of the way. Um, so yeah, that was late in the first half. Up to that point, I thought probably Rovers were probably arguably the better team in that first half, at least. And the goal, like I said, I think personally came against the Rena play. He was it was a great goal, like I said. Um, apart from something that's that the only other Dundalk player really seemed to stand out up to that point, I thought was Sam Stanton, who seemed to be going around the midfield and really trying to take control of the midfield. 
which is a bit weird because, like I said, the game didn't seem to have much midfield action. It was all one end or the other. But Sam Stanton did put himself about. I think going forward, if Sam Stanton can keep his fitness, keep getting game time, he can become arguably one of the best players in the division. But he does seem to be made of paper. <laughs> he does seem to, at some point or another this season, he will get a, a semi-long-term injury. And it will take him a while to get back. Hopefully not, though. Hopefully he gets a good run of games and, and he gets to show off the skills that people know he has. But he's never really been able to, to really show it in the past. Um, so for the, for the second half, the second half started at a phenomenal pace. Early in the second half, uh, Liam Scales scores an absolute beast of a goal, no matter where you're from. Burkamp esque takes a touch, turns round, and hits it on the on the volley straight into the and straight into the net. You see, I think what makes that goal even more aesthetically pleasing is you see the two defenders sliding across trying to get a block in, and they're nowhere near it. Um, in fact, that Liam Scales comes all the way back up from left wing back position, all the way up, so ghosts all the way up the park. No one sees him until he's on the edge of the six yard box. Really is a little bit of a concern for for um, the dog because Liam Scales. That wasn't the first time he'd done it. That wasn't the last time he'd done it. He kept getting up that left wing. He kept getting up that left wing. And very rarely did anything seem to change. Then, in about the 60th minute point, Sonny um, Madstad, who'd had a great game at that point, goes flying in on a challenge. I think it's more... Uh, Rovers are attacking. They're going forward. As they're going forward, Sam Stanton tries to take, uh, take the boy out. Misses it, completely, completely mistake, makes a mistake, and it doesn't get anywhere near it. He then sort of, the, the ball then sort of breaks forward. I think Nanstaff thinks he can get to the ball first. I don't think there's any intention behind it, but he absolutely messes the challenge up. I thought at the time it was a harsh red. He's seen it back, he, nah, I think it is, but it's a, it's, a, it's a red card. He has seen a bit out of control. The melee that follows in leads to. Uh, four, yeah, four yellows, three for Rovers, including Stephen Bradley, uh, and, uh, and another for Southern Dog. After that, it seemed that the game sort of changed. Rovers just kept attacking Dundalk. Didn't, I wouldn't really say sat too far back. I, I think they sat reasonably back, but they didn't seem to be pinned. Um, Rovers kept crossing the wall into the box and just could not find someone there. That may be a bit of concern. Uh, Lord Gaffney is coming back to, to match fitness. It was a pre it was effectively a preseason game. I think going forward that might become an issue for them. But the fact that they've signed Graham Burke now on a on a three year contract, the rumours of Richard Howell signing for Rovers as well are pretty strong. Those two will definitely add goals had goals to the team. Uh, if he keeps doing what he's doing, I think he'll get a few more. I wouldn't say they were completely hopeless in the attacking front. That's absolutely not true. Uh, I just think that the, the, it was just not there they, um, to get an extra goal. Equally, Dundalk's keeper, uh, Alabi, uh, Alabi, uh, Alabi, he, I have absolutely brutal, I have absolutely murdered his name there, so I will not try to say it again. He, <laughs> I think he, he, he sort of grew into that game, I think. Um, Early in the first half, he made a few moments where he's sort of looking out immediately. So, this might not be a good signing. And as the game went on, he started to 
I didn't get more comfortable with myself. That the weather conditions were absolutely horrendous. Uh, you could start to see, especially later on in the second half, uh, when the ball was cleared out of uh, the Dundalk area and it would go down like the near side of the camera. Uh, it would get caught up in the water and it started to sit a couple of times. Fortunately, the game wasn't played in that corner, thankfully. Otherwise, I think the game might, may have been, uh, been in risk of being pulled. But I think the conditions came as a bit of a shock to him. But as he settled into the game, I think he started to, to really show that he looks fairly capable. So after the game ended 1-1, obviously it went to it went to penalties. And the penalty shootout was if there's ever such a thing as a penalty shootout of two halves, this 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 was a penalty shootout of two halves. I mean the first four or five from both teams were pretty good. Like they were pretty good penalties. And then the commentator says, oh, we've not had a bad penalty so far. And then the next four or five penalties were absolutely insane. They were terrible. Even Burke's one, I think, was possibly the worst ones. And from the player, his card, he didn't expect it. I don't think the weather conditions helped in any way, shape or form. I did think it was a little bit strange. You know, Tallah's a three-sided stadium, a three-sided stadium. And the reasons that I don't understand, they decided to go for the goal. Uh, they decided to play... Apparently, it's for the goal that is the goal without a stand behind it. Um, I understand the normal circumstances why, if you're an away team, you might want to do that. But when there's no fans in the stadium, surely it just makes more sense. But hey ho, I didn't, I didn't flip the coin. I didn't pick that. Um, so yeah, uh, as I said, Dundalk went on to convert more of their penalties and some, some death. And after doing that, you know, they went up to the list of President's Cup, which I think is pretty much just their cup now. I think this is the fourth or fifth time they won it since it, it came in 2011. Um, it was a good, like I said, it was a great game. But the fact that it was just effectively a, a slightly overglorified friendly. To have a game of that much quality is is real achievement to, to the players and testimony to them. So the weather conditions were brutal. I mean, it was torrential rain. It was hammering it down. The wind was swirling around, and you could see the ball getting moved with the wind. Um, which I think was also partially why Sunderland had to cut that red card. Apart from that, so that's probably the only downside of the entire game. But it was an absolutely phenomenal performance, and they got penalties as well. And it wasn't a 1-1 for both teams set off. It was a 1-1 with lots of chances created. I'd probably say over the over the piece. Rovers can be a little bit disappointed if they didn't get out of the game. But equally, the defensive display and the calmness from Dundalk was, was testimony to them. So, yeah, that was it. That, that was the President's Cup final. It was a good game, like I said. It was free to watch and watch otherwise, so hope as many people did pick it up. Uh, I haven't said that. I wanted to watch LOI stream. I don't really want to give the stream a kicking because I didn't think up until the end, towards the end of the game, that there was any issues really. It was a little bit annoying. There was no pre-match or half-time or post-match. That was a little bit annoying. Um, I think going forward, that might be something that's changed a little bit for some games. I think for other games it, it's not going to change and I think we're just going to have to regrettably sit there and accept that. Um, 
having said that though, there was a, there was a small patch about the 85th, 85th minute, probably about the 85th minute. I might be slightly out on this, it was a week ago. Uh, but it's about the 85th minute, the sound just sort of completely disappeared uh, for, I think, everyone. <laughs> and because I went on Twitter and loads of people were, were moaning about it. But the audio did completely disappear and it came back after I think the second penalty I think may have gone in when it came back. Um, that was a little bit annoying. It was a little bit more annoying, not because it, because of what happened, but more because like, this is your opportunity, this is your time to shine, this is your time to show off what a great profits you've got, this is free, you're getting loads of people in, this is a big advert for you guys. And you kind of felt a little bit like, are you guys taking it seriously as you could? No, don't get me wrong, audio goals. I mean, it happened at the, I think it was Amazon or Newcastle game once. Not that anyone's going to complain about that. But it, it went for Amazon, so you can forgive those sort of things. But to the, the halftime pre-match and post-match is a little bit more annoying because you're kind of like, well, you, you could put a show on. You're getting the opportunity to, to show this to loads of people. Um, but apart from that, I think the football itself was actually really good. I think the football itself, if you just watch the football, uh, that was that was a big enough advert for anyone to, to, to take up the, the league pass. But you kind of did feel a little bit like watch how I let you down a wee bit, uh, but not taking prime opportunity to really give it a good show. But those, those are the sort of things that, that regrettably happen far too often uh, for for Irish football. So, moving forward, obviously this is Friday as I'm recording. This will go out today. So, tonight we have got our first two proper, proper league matches. So, at 5.45, it's uh, Drada versus Waterford. Drada obviously coming up last season against the Waterford side that I think we're no one's really too sure what to expect from Waterford. Um... I'm in two by Watford for two reasons. One, the amount of players that they've lost. I mean, they lost Mike Smith. Granted, only scored twice last season. Uh, the one I think they're going to be the biggest loss though is Ali Coop. I think Ali Coop leaving will be a big downside for them and be a massive upside for Bulls. Even in the preseason friendlies for Bulls, he's looked phenomenal. So for Watford, it could be an interesting season to see how things go forward. Um, Watford have signed a player that I'm really interested in, uh, in the form of Carl, uh, Carl Ferguson, who's the son of legendary Rangers midfielder Barry Ferguson. He was at Clyde, where Barry used to be manager for quite a while. Um, he's left Clyde to go to Watford. It'll be interesting to see what happens. His signing will be intriguing. Keep an eye out to see if he actually gets into the squad or not. I think that's the reason I've been told is why. He was keen on the move because he didn't feel like he was getting the first-team opportunities. It'll be interesting to see how he does. I mean, he comes from a family that are renowned midfielders. Um, his cousin, Lewis Ferguson, is obviously at Aberdeen, who's been phenomenal, uh, is arguably in the stretches of the Scotland squad. If he's anything like Lewis Ferguson and anything like his dad, he will predominantly be battling literally anyone that comes anywhere near him. So it could be a great signing for Watford. It's a good chance for the boy to get opportunity. I hope he does take that chance. As for Drada, it's gonna be uh, gonna be really good for them this season. 
I don't think many people are predicting them to get towards chasing to the European spots, but I think people are fancying them to be safe this, this season. That's it, obviously, 5.45 tonight. Uh, so if you're listening to this after that, I apologise, you can download the score list. I'm not going to do score predictions because I am uh, I'm, I'm just terrible at them. <laughs> uh, so then at 7.45, the, the evening kickoff is uh, Rovers versus uh, St. Rovers versus St. Pat. This is going to be an interesting game. Rovers, I think, after last week's performance, will be feeling quite confident themselves. I don't think they'll be a hangover from President's Cup defeat. I think that's simply just not going to happen. I think they will be. I think they will go into this game full of confidence. They they put in a great performance last week and they got beaten penalties. So there's no no shame in being beaten on penalties. I think that they will go into this game with a sense of being wronged. Uh, by the outcome of that game and I think they'll also come into this game with a sense of that they, they need to score goals and their strikers will be keen to prove that after some criticisms that they've had this week I think Robles are equally most people's favourites to, to, to win the league uh, if you say you're not to consider them one of arguably the three favourites to win the league so I think we want to go out early and prove a point. As for the Pats, the Pats have signed interestingly good players this season. Uh, I think they fancy their chances. I don't think they fancy chances for the title. I think they fancy their chances for a European spot. Uh, and equally, I was listening to the RTE Soccer Republic podcast the other day, and two or three of them guys were saying that they, they fancy the Pats for uh, a cup run and to, to win the cup. That, I think, is quite an interesting shout. Pats... No over thirty eight game season Rovers, Dundalk and even Bulls probably have got a squad depth and experience depth to be able to continue, keep it up continuously. Pats are quite thin on the ground in forms of first team players. So I think they will be going into this knowing that. Uh, and they will know that uh, FAI Cup will be phenomenal for them. So I really do, really do think kind of agree with that. I think Pats are probably one of the favourites of the club, but not the league. So going into Saturday, all three games on Saturday kick off at six o'clock, but all the games this weekend are available and watch LOI. Uh, so just pick your favourite and if you want to, I think you can watch all of the games back the following day if you wish. I think the catch up service is doing the full game, not just a small highlights package. So it is entirely up to you how you want to watch it. Obviously, you can watch the highlights on YouTube channels if you don't feel committed enough yet to to, to buy the uh, buy the buy the stream. So at six o'clock on Saturday, you got Finn Harps versus Bulls, Longford Town versus Derry, and Sligo Rovers versus Dundalk. Finn Harps versus Bulls will be interesting. I think Finn Harps after last season, after their performance last season, towards the end of last season when they got themselves out of trouble and managed to pull themselves on the last game of the season out of the playoff place and unfortunately Shells fell into the playoff place and then Shells fell out of the league. Uh, I think this season they will be hoping for a, a lot more stability. Um, not many people have got their favourites going down. Not, uh, most people have got their favourites for being in the bottom half but not for, for going down. Uh, they're up against a both side that I think this season have a real chance at the title. They aren't under the same level of pressure as Rovers and Dundalk for varying reasons. Bowles have got good signed really good players. I think Liam Burt 
who signed, who formerly was at Celtic and Rangers as a youth player. He left Celtic to try and get some first-team football in England. And then Covid hit, he didn't get that opportunity. He's gone to Bulls, and even in the pre-season really so far, he's looked a step above a lot of the players he's up against. He's a tricky winger, and he is predominantly a, a winger. He will want to sit out on that wing. Sitting just inside him is Alicute, who... Well, we'll go for the whole of Alicute's back history. Was it Dunning United? Looked after a normal player there. Went to Brentford when they offered him a contract. He kind of fell out of love with football a wee bit at Brentford. He went to Waterford. Since then, it's just come on leaps and bounds. He, in the pre-season friendly games, in a way at least, looked fairly competent. He, he looks competent. He looks like he's got that bite about him. Him and Liam Burt, I think, for Bulls, if they can keep hold of both of them all through the season, uh, they will have a great season. There is a fear that those two in particular could be maybe poached away uh, in the summertime when clubs, in not just Scotland, but England as well, come looking for players. Let's just hope that those two stay. For Bulls, other than that, I think Bulls are fairly confident and fairly competent in their own abilities, and I think they will believe in themselves that they can achieve great goals. Great goals. The other, one of the other games is obviously Longford Town versus Derry. Longford came up through, came came up last season. Uh, I think they're a lot of people's favourites to go straight back down. Uh, I can see why they're a lot of people's favourites to go back down. They do. It's understandable why they are. Their, their, their budget is a lot less than most of the teams they're up against. It's going to be a challenge for them. It's going to be a slog this season. And the fact that no other team seems to sort of stand out as a potential relegation rival out with possibly Waterford, maybe Finn Harps, it's going to be difficult for them. It really is going to be difficult for them. Um, they're up against the Delhi City side that are really difficult to predict. I mean, no one could predict. Um, Listen to the SDRT Czech Republic podcasting. They were saying that they're expecting Daddy to either be phenomenal into European spots or tragic. They're not expecting anything in the, in the in between. And that makes them really unpredictable. I mean, most of the players Daddy have signed are unknown from the UK. Well, most of them are kids. Uh, we don't really know a lot about, and like I said, they could be phenomenal or they could not be phenomenal. No one's, no one's too sure. The benefit for Derry is the Brandywell may have fans in it by early June, and that's what the predictions are from from the Assembly in Northern Ireland. Uh, if that's the case, then I'd argue that that would give Derry a boost, if nothing else. So the final game of the weekend is uh, Sligo Rovers versus Dundalk. That's also again six o'clock on Saturday. It's only the final game because that's the way the fixtures look on my phone because it's not particular order. Sligo, the better I think had a good preseason. Uh, they signed the likes of Craig Bolger, and um, they've also signed uh, Figaro from Denny. Uh, they look like they could be. Challenging for the low end of these European competitions. But bear in mind, obviously, we've got the Champions League qualifications for the Europa League. 
and uh, UEFA Europa Conference League as well starting for next season. So we, you know, they could be that bottom end. I think the European spots will go down to fourth, depending on who wins the cup. Um, so that could be good for them. They could get into that position. If they get into that position, then they are uh, going to be in a, in a great situation. They, like I said, have signed pretty well. They're a little bit like Delhi in the fact you're not 100% sure what you're going to get out of them. They could be phenomenal or they could not be. It's, it's, it's kind of difficult. I don't expect them to be dragging to relegation, but I'm in no shape or form. I think they will be in a good position. In so I think they will be. I think they'll go forward, they'll be fine. So there we go. So I hope everyone enjoyed that. Uh, <laughs> 25 minutes ago through uh, last week, last week's game and the, the upcoming fixtures. Remember, all these fixtures are available on uh, Watch Out Live Stream, uh, which is you can still purchase whenever you want, really. <laughs> well, so all those games are available on there. The highlights, I think, will be up on most clubs' YouTube channels uh, within a couple of days of the games, anyway. For me, uh, next episode will come out, like I said, Sunday night slash Monday morning, which will be our new weekly weekly slot. So thank you so much for listening. hope you enjoy those weekend's games. hope you get a chance to watch one, at least one of the games, anyway. Uh, and going forward i hope you subscribe like and follow this podcast so thank you everyone and goodbye goodbye